and welcome to the Combo Fate Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Raffi. I'm here, the Fantastic David. Oh. And the Astonishing Seth. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Right, there you go. Proper. Proper. So, uh... <laughs> so last week we talked about, uh, by the way, just in case this is your first time here, which often, sometimes happens, um, the Comic Fate Podcast is a show where I explain a comic book I read to two people that haven't read it, and you get funniness out of it. <laughs> Enjoy. So, last week we talked about Superior Spider-Man. And what a trip that was. Yeah, keep, keep oh the boy. fever dream that is. <laughs> you think that's a fever dream? Freaky Friday in the Spider-Verse. <laughs> you think that's a fever dream? Because today we're continuing the Spider-Man celebration <laughs> with Spider-Verse. Every Spider-Man that you care about, you don't care about, you never knew about, you never wanted to know about, is in this event. Wait, there's more Spider-Mans? Oh my god, there's so many. That wow. is... Wait, is there one? Okay, so... Okay. To, I'll tell you, yeah. Before, before we get into this. Oh yeah, before we get into it. I, I have this crazy fever dream. Okay. Okay, I, I think it's a dream. I'm not sure. Okay. It Ooh. might have been a thing of when my mom and dad were still together, and it's just a memory from my childhood mm-hmm. that, you know, when you're That like, random repressed childhood memory that no, keeps no, no. coming back yeah, so vividly. Yeah, 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 Like, when you're, like, two or three or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and you're just like, I just remember this one thing. Oh, yeah, I keep remembering, like, a, a black version of Sonic the Hedgehog named Sonic. But go on. Neat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hmm. So, like, I, I have two. I have one where I'm outside shoveling. Okay. Good. And then so the other one... Yeah. 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 Oh, a little worker. Okay, yeah. Anyways. Uh-huh. And then the other one is I went into a gas station, and it was just, like, a pack of Spider-Man toys. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And it was, like, each one of them was a different universe of Spider-Man. Yeah. Is there a Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse that is fucking jacked and has multiple arms? Was that Tarlantula, or was no, it Man oh, Spider? Okay. okay, hold on. There was a time when Spider-Man grew extra arms in the 90s because they were running out of ideas. Okay. There was also the and spider... I'm talking, like, Hulk jacked. Like... You might... Did he have a mouth? <laughs> yep. On his mask? No. Hmm. Maybe. Cause it's the, weird. Because that's a character. That's the doppelganger. Okay. Because this... I won't explain how, but the doppelganger is literally a Spider-Man monster with a mouth on, like, the face of a Spider-Man mask, so it's, like, it's skin. Yeah. He's got... An extra pair of arms, an extra pair of legs, so eight limbs, uh, and he has razor-sharp webbing. That's neat. Why, though? But Because but it was why? the 90s, man. Why? It was hardcore. Yeah, dude, everything had to be cool. Yeah, luckily... Everything had to be kill potential. Doppelganger is not in this event, luckily. Wow. So, <laughs> so, Spider-Verse, right? Okay, so there's a couple so, of layers here we have to get through before we get into the story. We're, we're going to start with... Okay, so the story is about Spider-Man from other dimensions teaming up to save the multiverse. This sounds... I almost feel like this is that episode of Fairly Odd Parents where all the Crimson Chins showed up. Here's the edgies, 1982, or the edgy, like, 1999 Crimson yeah. Chin. I got off for swearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, kind of. It's kind of that. And the other thing is that, like, I think because Marvel realized, like, there's so many versions of Spider-Man yep. through other story, like other Elseworlds stories and, like, TV shows and video games and stuff. And they're like, well, if, you know, Spider-Man is the character we use the most. Anytime we want to launch a universe, you know, Ultimate Universe, first book was Spider-Man. Uh, Marvel Noir, which is like noir versions of Spider-Man, of Marvel characters, start with Spider-Man. It was all yeah. black and white and all noir-like. Yeah. He was sitting there, slinging a whip. Marvel 2099, which was like a futuristic Marvel, started with Spider-Man. So, like, almost every universe they spun off with started with Spider-Man. Okay. Oh, so that's where they got... Okay. What? I was like, eh, different universe Spider-Man, but then you explained it just now, like, oh, every new universe thing that Marvel has to Almost. do. They invent some new Spider-Man for this. Okay, Some okay. new ones. Some other ones that, like, are Spider-Man at some point in time, but, Does like... Superior Spider-Man show up? Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know why? Really? Because Dan Slott also wrote this. <laughs> Superior Spider-Man! Yeah! Punch people, go! <laughs> he punches every Spider-Man ever. <laughs> Like, we one, set up a- by one, by one, by one. <laughs> oh, you two better than you. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm way better than you. But uh, so, have you killed a man? No, I did. So I'm just gonna get the the heavy part out of the way by talking about all the Spider Men we get here. There's yeah. a cat. You wanna get the cat? Throw, throw something at the cat. Oh shit! Well, I killed my own guys. Not keep, keep going. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll fix this in the background. So what we're going to do here is, real quick, I'm going to talk about some of the Spider-Man featured in this book. Okay. We're going to start with Spider-Man 
in characters that come from the main Marvel Universe. The Universe 616 is the number for the main Marvel Universe. Okay. If you're ever on a phone, you want to call the main Marvel Universe, dial 616. All right. Um, so, you got Peter Parker, Spider-Man, right? Basic. The pure guy. The Spider-Man. The Spider-Man. Vanilla Spider-Man. The guy that started it so all. So, the main Universe, Spider-Man, I guess. Yeah, Peter Parker. Main I guess. guess. Um, you got... <laughs> You got his clone, Kane. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kane yeah, was yeah, the very yeah. first clone of Spider-Man. When he was created by the Jackal, he had, like, a physical deformity to where his skin was, like, all black and ashy and his veins were exposed. It was gross. You can't just say ashy. <laughs> <laughs> it was just gross, right? Um, but, like, in uh, the story arc Spider-Island, he got cured, became, like, a actual clone of Peter. Yeah. He buzzed his head and went to Texas. Oh, because that's a good combination. <laughs> and so, uh... So he, his head he also, like, he was one of two clones that were kind of successful from Spider-Man. The other clone was Ben Riley. Ben Riley was, like, a perfect clone of Spider-Man, and he took over for Spider-Man for a little while. At first, he was the Scarlet Spider, which you ever see Sounds him. Sounds awesome. Red costume with, like, a blue hoodie. It was a pretty cool costume. Back then, it was. Um, ben Riley becomes Scarlet Spider. When Peter Parker fully gets married to MJ and commits to her... Mm-hmm. Can I pause it? Yeah. There so uh, now Corinthia's here. Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, you got the, uh, the, has you suddenly got the, appeared. You got the fourth face for that tentacle. Yeah, there you go. I guess. Uh, don't worry about it. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Ben Riley was Scarlet Spider. Uh, he took over for Spider-Man back in the 90s because, again, Marvel editors were like, well, Peter can't be married and be Spider-Man, so we'll just cut the difference. We'll make this guy Spider-Man. Whatever. It was dumb. Um, but, like, so that's Ben Riley Spider-Man. He's in this, too, as Scarlet Spider... And he's like, I'm from a dimension where I never died. And I just stayed Scarlet Spider. So I'm in the story now. And Kane, Scarlet Spider, is also in there. Um, let's see. Also from the main universe, you have uh, Superior Spider-Man, who we talked about in the last episode. Dr. Octopus possessed Spider-Man's body. It was a whole big arc. It was really great. Uh, he's kind of just... He's a Spider-Man that's an asshole. Um, he's in there. What's cool is that this isn't Superior Spider-Man from a dimension where he just never stopped being Spider-Man. This is Superior Spider-Man from a dimension where... From a dimension where... Okay, it wasn't dimension. It was time travel. That's right. In the middle of um, Dan Slott's run on Superior Spider-Man, he had Superior Spider-Man team up with a future Spider-Man named Spider-Man 2099. Okay. Uh, is he is from that... the year 2099? Wait, is yeah. that the one that's all black? The like... blue... It was a blue suit with, like, red aesthetic, too. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that yeah. stuff because, like... When I was reading my Marvel Encyclopedia, there was, like, superheroes in, like, that timeline. Yeah. And I was like, what the, what the, what the fuck is yeah. this? Spider-Man 29, also in the book, because uh, he's from an alternate future. There's oh, a, it's this one! Yeah. There, Ooh! Yeah, there's, uh... What is it? There's, yeah, this guy's sick. <laughs> there's an issue of Superior Spider-Man where he teams up with the Spider-Man from the future, and they go into the future and stuff. And you, as the reader, think, alright, they have this future adventure, and then it all goes back to the regular story. No, it turns out he gets involved in Spider-Verse while he's in the future... So he's time displaced because we got to make it complicated. But there's another reason for it. We'll get to that in a minute. Marvel and time stuff. Oh, there's another reason for it. We'll get to it. Uh, you got Anya Corizion, who's like, who's another spider chick. She's spider girl, whatever. She's not that important. Uh, you have Spider Woman, and Spider Woman's an interesting case because Jessica Drew, who is Spider Woman, was created by Stan Lee so that no one else could create a, Sta- a Spider Woman. Mm. The idea is that he didn't want to create a character connected to Spider-Man. When he created Spider-Man, she was unconnected to Spider-Man. The origin had nothing to do with him. Spider-Man was just her own character, also based off a spider. Um, yeah. um, and so, when <laughs> when she was created, people automatically assumed she was related to Spider-Man in some way. And so because people assumed she was related to Spider-Man, she got related <laughs> to Spider-Man. Now everyone in the Marvel Universe is like, so are you guys cousins? And she's like, oh no, I'm just, I call myself Spider-Man. And he's like, yeah, she stole my name. <laughs> but because she's also a spider person, she's involved in this event. Yeah. Um, oh Christ, who else? Uh, I think it's everyone from the main Marvel Universe. Which again, it's a few. Yeah. No symbiote characters in this no entire symbiote, event. No symbiote, really? No Why Venoms, no Carnages. Narratively, it's because the symbiotes themselves aren't really connected to the the plot of Spider-Man, oh, like the, yeah, they're connected to the spider itself. Because the thing that defines all these Spider-Man getting together is that they're all connected to the Spider-God. 
Okay, spin us a tail. We need... Okay, I should, I, should, I should start with this. <laughs> okay. In 2005, J. Michael Straczynski started writing Spider-Man. He established a story in which this character named Ezekiel showed up to Spider-Man. This old guy had spider powers as well. And Ezekiel's like, I got my powers from a spider god. That's how you got yours, Peter. The, the spider that bit you just, like... Was an avatar. Was an god. avatar of the spider god. Uh, <laughs> and Peter is like, fuck that. I didn't get my powers from magic. I got my powers from science. It was dumb science, but it was science. And so that story ended with us being like, oh, maybe it is magic, maybe it's science. And then later on, they create this... Jim O'Sullivan creates this character named Morlun. And Morlun is an energy vampire who dresses in a flowery blouse and a black suit, and he's lame. <laughs> he's lame. He's lame. And he shows up, and he's like... The reason he shows up is because he... His people, who we meet in this book, his people absorb the energy of people that are connected to animal totems. So, like, uh, he goes after the rhino, he goes after Black Panther, he goes after a couple characters later on. He's killing the furries, good. Yeah, he's like you if you were a vampire character. Okay, okay. But, like, Morlon wants Spider-Man because the spider god is apparently, like, the tastiest. Oh. And Spider-Man beats him and he goes away. And Ezekiel is like... We learn also in, like... A little while before Spider-Verse, another main universe Spider character's name is uh, Silk. Mm-hmm. Silk is this girl named Cindy Moon. She was also uh, in Spider-Man's class when he got bitten by the spider. We all thought the spider bit Peter and then someone stepped on it and that was done. Turns out, Spider bit him, crawled over to this classmate of his that he never really noticed, bites her, and then someone steps on it. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, oh, Ezekiel, this old oh, dude, guy. Oh, costume's sick. Oh, Who? shit. Silk? Yeah, Silk is pretty cool. Uh, she's pretty cool when Dan Slott isn't writing her. Because Dan Slott writes her, because the whole idea is that after she got bit by the spider, she got spider powers, right? Uh, Ezekiel went to her and told her and the parents of everything about the spider god and the powers and stuff. And, and they, like, accepted it, like, Yeah, because she had spider powers. And this old guy has spider powers. It must be related. Yeah. Ezekiel puts Silk in a bunker for like 20 years. Okay, but why though? Because he's like, I gotta keep you in this bunker, otherwise Morlan is gonna go after you, catch you, and absorb your power. Oh, okay. So we have an energy-draining vampire that only eats spider people. Yes. Got it. There's gonna be more. So, uh, Morlan... <laughs> I looked him up, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He just... He, it, look he looks cool. like Namor decided to play Castlevania a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys, we gotta buckle in on this shit ride. <laughs> so, like, what happened was Ezekiel, like, convinces the parents to put Cindy Moon in a bunker for her protection. Yeah. Then he go. he's gonna go to Uncle Ben and tell him about Peter, but Morlon shows up. And so Ezekiel has to, like, lead Morlon away from New York so Morlon doesn't discover the spider people. Mm-hmm. That's why Peter got to become a person and not get locked in a bunker. Uh, Peter eventually breaks Cindy. Yeah, like he finds out about Cindy, breaks her out. She's like, "I've been away for like twenty years. I'm gonna become Silk and be a spider person now." The reason I said like it's it sucks when Dan Slott is writing her is because because they got spit by the by the same spider and they're connected to the same spider god. Um, they have an unacquitted attraction to each other. Mm-hmm. Like first they start fighting because they have a misunderstanding, and then they start making out, and then they have sex. Oh. Spider sex. And throughout the book... It's not as bad as bat sex. <laughs> throughout the book, um, what is it? Uh, Silk and Spider-Man keep trying to like hook up because they're like animals in heat. If they're in the same room together, they're like teenagers. <laughs> if they're in the same room together, <laughs> they're going to try to make out. And then uh, one of Spider-Man's supporting characters, Anne-Marie, uh, sprays them with like a water bottle. She's like, stop it, you two. No, stop it. <laughs> Anne-Marie, she, she's the midget, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, so short person? Yeah. So okay, you know what? Um, Oompa Loompa? There, <laughs> there, I, I'll take the worst. So, so like, okay, so Silk's a character there, and she's there too. Um, the reason all these spider people are, it's, it's all based in the, the spider god thing. Okay. Again, th- this is the hard part about Spider-Verse, just like setting the premise and then talking about the rest. Um, Morlon, Morlon comes from a family called the Inheritors, and they're all energy vampires, there's like 12 of them. Uh, they live on this one version of Earth called Loom World. Yeah. All right. And they're like this family of energy vampires, and like they have this one guy called the Master Weaver, 
who's like a skinny, emaciated guy who wears like a Bioshockian helmet over his head. He's got all these webs connected to him. And he like, he views the web of life and he tells them where they need to be and what they need to do. Uh, but he also creates this prophecy. And we get the idea that maybe he's not on their side, but whatever. Uh, he creates this prophecy where if the inheritors can get three specific spider people, they will inherit the multiverse and rule everything. Oh. And the inheritors already rule Loom World? That's one hell of a fucking prophecy. Mm-hmm. The get three people, rule all that has ever. What if we get, <laughs> if we get one person? You get, a, you get a card to Shakey's. You get you get a thing to the Cracker Barrel. Yay! <laughs> You're never fine, So you get a free meal. Oh, okay, all right, we can do that. Um, so, so is that guy like the equivalent of Madam Web? Yeah. Okay. They don't use Madam Web either. I don't know why. Uh, but why, though? She's so cool. No. Oh, the other reason they don't use the Venoms is because right now they're doing an event called Venomverse. Oh. Which oh. is worse. Whoa, it kind of rhymes. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> but like they create this it's prophecy, kind of worse. <laughs> but they create the prophecy, and like they're gonna inherit the universe. And by the way, Loom World is interesting because it's like our world, but everyone is enslaved by the inheritors, which means characters that know Peter Parker, like Flash Thompson, like Mary Jane, all these other people, they're like servants and like concubines for the inheritors. It's really gross. Mm-hmm. Um, the inheritors are like, all right, we gotta get these three people. The three people are. The Bride, The Other, and The Scion. So, The Bride is Silk, right? The the Other is Cain, the Scarlet Spider. The reason being is because... after that a clone? No, the, a little bit like that. But the <clears throat> other reason is because when the Spider Guy was first introduced, it was called The Other. Mm-hmm. And it attached itself to Spider-Man, which gave him new powers for a little while. He got, like, uh, wrist spikes that would come out. Oh. You know, oh. like a spider. Uh, <laughs> like a spider make his arms more spider-like? You know. Yeah, like he, could, pointy? he could communicate with spiders. So now he's Ant-Man. A little bit, little yeah. Spiders. But then... So he's a Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, got him! Got him. But, like, later on, when Kane got cured and became a pure clone of Spider-Man, he also accepted the other from Peter. So now Kane has the other's power, so the wrist spikes, control spiders, that kind of stuff. So, Kane just sounds like a way better version of Spider-Man. He's from Texas. Kane's tagline, yeah, he's like in Houston, Texas being Spider-Man. He's got a lot of great panels that go in his book. But Kane's like marker on his book is like, Scarlet Spider, um, all of the power, none of the responsibility. Because he's an asshole. He'll save your life and then be like, what were you fucking doing? <laughs> yeah. He's like a realistic Spider-Man. He's a realistic Spider-Man. Yeah. But like, yeah. So and he's got like actual weapons and yeah. like... So then, the Scion, right? Recon drones. Who, who's the Scion, right? There's one of Marvel's first alternate universes in the 90s was called the MC2 universe. Yeah. And like all universes, it started with a Spider-Man character. Um, there was a what if in which, what if Peter and Mary had a child, right? And it created this 16-year-old character named uh, Mayday Parker. who was like the teenage daughter of MJ and Peter. And uh, she became Spider-Girl and had her own adventures. Mm-hmm. She's included in the story, but she isn't the Scion. Her, the Scion is her baby brother, Ben. That is also... It's just everyone named either Ben, Peter, or some version of Mary. Ben, Aunt May, other characters related to them, yes. Yes, every character is. Um, but, yeah, so Ben, like the baby, like also has spider powers potentially, mm-hmm. and he is the Scion. So, those are, like... So that's what the inheritors' plan is, and they're going around the Spider Verse looking for all the like the select Spider people, and as they're going around, Spider people who are getting killed are like, or the ones that are surviving are starting to rally together and build like an army. Yes. And they search for six one six Peter Parker Spider Man because they're like he's the only person who beat an inheritor. Mm-hmm. So they recruit him and they're like, all right, you're the guy, lead us. And he's like, uh, I'm not used to leading right, people. Shit. At the same time, Superior Spider-Man, Doc Ock Spider-Man, leads his own group of spider people. They eventually meet yes. up. They eventually meet up. And, and he punches them in the face. And, no. no. And Spider-Man <laughs> and Superior Spider-Man are face-to-face. And it's great because Superior Spider-Man thinks that this is Peter Parker from the past. Mm-hmm. Even though... Because he thinks it's him from the past because Doc Ock could never fathom losing. 
and letting Peter Parker win and get his body back. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had that lesson yet. And Peter's like, I can't let him know I'm actually from the present that he lost because it might affect the timeline or something. So I have to pretend like I'm from the past. And Doc Ock is like... It goes 90s. Yeah, no. Sp- <laughs> Spider-Ock is like, all right, we have to fight now to determine who will lead the spider team. Even though everyone else is like, you don't have to do this. Like, no, we have to fight now for, for my sake. So I, so I, so that I, I have to be superior. So I know that I'm superior. Um, but they start fighting, and, and Superior Spider-Man is getting the advantage. And Spider-Man is like, all right, all right you're going to win. But the only way you can truly win is if you kill me to prove that you're superior. And he's like, I can't kill him because he might be me from the past. He might interrupt the time flow. Fine, you win. You can lead us. And he's like, all right, cool. Well, hey. <laughs> yeah, it's a great little playoff there. Um, so we'll start going over like the parallel Spider-Man because there's a, that, that's like half of the story. Because the yeah. story structure itself is the Spider-People fight Inheritors. They lose. They regroup. Then they fight again, they lose, they regroup three times, basically. That's the structure of the story. So we can start going over with the characters themselves. Um, from the Ultimate Universe, mm-hmm. you have Miles Morales, the Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. The African-American one, right? Uh, he becomes Spider-Man after that world's version of Peter dies. Yep. Also from Ultimate Universe, you have Peter's clone, Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. Who, in the main universe, is Spider-Woman. But the ultimate version of Jessica Drew is a clone of Peter Parker. She becomes Spider-Woman, and then later on she becomes Black Widow, which is kind of a cool thing, like a cool twist. Um, but that's the ultimate version of her. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, you also have Spider-Man Noir, who's a version of Peter Parker that grew up in, like, 1940s. Noir kind of era. Okay. Carries a gun. It's pretty cool. Um, Spider-Man 2099. I fucking love that costume. Yeah, right? It's, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple, pretty cool. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, who we mentioned, um, one of the characters created for this event is called Spider-Man UK. Yeah. He's cool because he's a version of Peter Parker that grew up in London. And along with being Spider-Man, he also becomes Captain Britain. I actually <laughs> really like that costume. For what, Spider-UK? Yeah, oh, Spider-UK. Yeah. Cool. It just looks real nice. Yeah. Um, so, Spider-UK, in his universe, is Spider-Man, but he also becomes Captain Britain. And... Captain Britain is not, like, a British ripoff of Captain America. What it is is that, much like the Spider-Verse bench, the... Okay. Green Lantern Corps applied to the multiverse. Every multiverse has its own Captain Britain that protects it. Mm-hmm. And so he becomes the Captain Britain. Conveniently, he's also a Spider-Person. He's involved. Spider-Ham is involved. Who is Spider-Ham? A pig. A pig. Oh, that's so adorable. Because in the 70s, they were like, hey, what if Marvel characters were animals? Here's Spider-Ham. He's just like a, a cartoonish pig. <laughs> yeah, so he's in there. Um, <laughs> it looks like some fr- out of fucking Howard the Duck. <laughs> You'd think. They never had a crossover. Um, let's see. Who else is in there? Uh, oh, Cosmic Spider-Man. Cosmic Spider-Man? Cosmic Spider-Man. Okay, so in the 90s, because of course. In the 90s. Good old 90s. Yeah. Whoa! What yeah, the yeah, hell? That's the right one, yeah. <laughs> Again, follow along at home if you want. Uh, but Cosmic Spider-Man, in the nineties, Spider-Man had gotten into the situation where he's fighting an enemy too powerful for him. I think he was fighting Magneto, actually. He looks like it unzipped. <laughs> <laughs> no, Spider-Man is fighting Magneto, and he gets infused with something called the Uni Power. Yeah. So. Yeah. Magneto of all people. And in it the was 90s, like well, here's the 90s thing. Magneto pushed him to the limit. Here's the thing: the uni power is this cosmic power that that turns some random individual into Captain Universe. Okay. Captain Universe is just like, in times of great desperation, in times when people need to have it, in times of plot convenience for the writers, um, the uni power will fuse itself into people, and so Spider-Man got the uni and power. Just, okay. And he had, like, God-level... It's like Cosmic Superman, right? But eventually that went away from him. But this Cosmic Spider-Man comes from a universe where he never stopped being Captain Universe Spider-Man. Yeah. So he's in there. This event also created Spider-Gwen. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, who everyone knows as a a cool picture, yeah. Um, Spider-Gwen's in here. He will not compliment that from a. She comes from a a universe where Gwen Stacy was bitten by the spider. Peter became a lizard and died, whatever. It was pretty cool. Um, 
He yeah. became a lizard. He became died. the lizard. It's, it's, it's not important. He just became a lizard. Yeah, whatever. But Spider Gwen's in there. There is a cute moment because Spider Gwen again. It's it's Gwen Stacy, about sixteen years old, as Spider Woman. She meets Peter. And Peter's like, okay, well, she can't be involved in all this because I, she, I can't let you die. And she's like, in my universe, you died, so I'm I'm in, in I'm part of this now. Do you know how many Peters are standing around me right now? Like the fun Indian Peter. Hello. There is one. There's an Indian Spider-Man. Spider-Man India. Yeah. Indian uh, Spider-Elephant. It's pretty cool. Oh, right, yo. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. Totally Every fucking Spider-Man looks cool in some way. Um, but, like, what else? Uh, so, yeah, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Woman, she's like, I'm part of this. And so Spider-Man's like, fine, you're part of this, but I'm putting you on all the lame missions so you don't get hurt. It's kind of cute. Um, oh, oh, okay, so... Who else? Yeah, Indian Spider-Man, uh, Manga Spider-Man, who doesn't have a lot to do, but he's from... Manga Spider-Man? Marvel Manga had a Spider-Man that was like a manga ninja character. Whatever. <laughs> Chibi Spider-Man, which is just like a character that you've seen online. Like a chibi Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God. He looks so, like a fucking JoJo character. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, this kind of transition, because there is a handful of Spider-Man that aren't in this event for a reason. Okay. Okay? And I'll mention them now. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man from the Sam Raimi trilogy is not in this one. Because he's owned by Sony. <laughs> Andrew Garfield from the Amazing Spider-Man movies, not in this because he's owned by Sony. Uh, the 1990s Spider-Man cartoon character, not in this because it's owned by Sony. God damn it, Sony. Uh, oh, the Spectacular Spider-Man, the one that I really love, not in this because it's owned by Sony. But... <laughs> Oh, uh, Spooderman, the meme Spider-Man that's, like, all fucked up. He's not in there either. Oh. Uh, Wait, were they actually considering it? Though? No, no one considered it, but I think <laughs> I think people wanted it. I uh, know I did. <laughs> Spooderman, you're with Gwen. Cool. Cool. But, like, oh, and uh, Spider-Man from Marvel Zombies, who became a zombie, he's not in there because he's depressing as shit. He ate Aunt May and, and MJ. Oh. Can't have him involved. Plus, he might, you know, zombify some people a little bit. Oh. Yeah, right? That's a horrifying image. Yeah, yeah. dog. Same. The, the guy that did Marvel Zombies also did The Walking Dead. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of funny how that <clears throat> particular Spider-Man died. He, like, didn't Sandman kill him? Yeah. Like, Sandman went inside him and exploded him from the inside. <laughs> I've always wanted to try this. So, um, oh, another Spider-Man that's... Okay, so the one cartoon Spider-Man that is featured yeah. is Ultimate Spider-Man, the one that's voiced by Drake Bell. Yeah. Which is like, you know, the one that does cutaway gags like it's a Family Guy episode, that one. Oh, and by the like, way, during the course of the story, he does pause the story to do a cutaway gag. And you're reading it like, God damn it. And oh, like, they got him in it. Aww. And it's great because like, because it's a Marvel... Work for ev- that paycheck. Yeah, because it's a Marvel event, there has to be tie-ins and spin-off stories. One of them is, like, I think it's called, like, Spider-Verse Team-Up or something. And Spider-Man sends Miles Morales' Ultimate Spider-Man and the Drake Bell voice Ultimate Spider-Man on a special mission. Mm-hmm. And Miles is like, do I have to go with him? Like, I kind of wanted to hang out with you because you're my idol, but do I have to go with him? He's, he's really annoying. <laughs> and they like they go off and they recruit, they go to, like, recruit another Spider-Man. You know who they get? Hmm. 1960s Spider-Man, Spider-Man. The one you see in the memes. Oh my god. They get him. And it's drawn in that art style. <laughs> oh! And that's he, fantastic. And it's great because they also get a... In their adventure, they find um, the spider buggy, which isn't a character. Don't worry. It's a, it's a vehicle, right? It's a vehicle. It's, a, it's like a doom buggy. And in the 70s, <laughs> the Human Torch, Johnny Storm, who's a good friend of Peter Parker's, commissions a doom buggy to be built that is spider-themed that can sling webs and go up walls and stuff. Peter drives it for an issue, breaks it, and he's like, you know what? I wouldn't drive it anyway. I don't have a license. Like, and, and Johnny's like, why don't you have a license? He's like, I live in New York. Why would I drive? It's like, yeah. Plus, you sling it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but they find the spider buggy, and so it's just like images of Miles, Drake Bell, Ultimate Spider-Man, and 60s cartoon Spider-Man all in the car, like, driving around. And uh, fucking cartoon Ultimate Spider-Man is like, Web Warriors Assemble! And, and Miles is like, we didn't agree on that name. You can't call us that. I'm not being part of this. <laughs> I will not respond to this name. Yeah, no. Not doing that. Um, another Spider-Man included in this is... Okay. 
in the 70s, Stan Lee had sold Spider-Man TV rights to a Japanese TV studio, which gave us Spider-Man, Japanese Sentai character. <laughs> it was a real-life show. It had episodes. You can look them up. He had, a, he had a giant robot called Leo Pardon that would morph into, like, a, a truck or whatever. It just looks like knockoff Power Rangers with Spider-Man. Here's every Sentai. common Sentai thing is a rip-off Spider-Man. No. Yes, here's the thing. That Spider-Man show inspired Super Sentai. Super Sentai led to Power Rangers. We have Power Rangers because of Spider-Man. I guess we can be thankful for that. Yes. So, Secret, bam. So that Japanese Spider-Man... It all works out. So that Japanese Spider-Man's in the event, and he tries to summon his robot, Leo Pardon, and the inheritors break it and throw it into another dimension. And so, oh, but you want to know what happened to that robot? Well, go pick up Spider-Man 299, because in his book, he goes and he gets that robot back. <laughs> and, like, when they when they fight the inheritors, some of them do kill the inheritors, like, during the fights, um, but they keep coming back, like, revive for some reason. And you're like, why do they give him back? And it turns out the inheritors have a dimension. <laughs> what are you like? It's 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 just a thing of like it's like a panel of when like. Oh yeah, him. when he shows up and everything, he's just I am the emissary of hell, and I shall fight the great evil for the fate of all spiders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only spiders, no humans, just spiders. No, fuck them. Um, <laughs> unless they're spider men. So, translated from the Japanese. <laughs> yeah. It's a big, in the corner. It's... <laughs> <laughs> he's loving it. He's loving it. Oh so, my god. Uh, I just like to think that like Spider-Man Noir is just sitting off in the corner like, I fucking ate all of you. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then but, he came in and he talked about a giant fucking robot. It was crazy. I pulled out a cigarette and slapped the dumb bitch next to me. So, just like, monologuing the entire, the entire time. time. Yeah. Um, god, what was it? Oh yeah, so when the inheritors die, they come back for, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Turns out they have a dimension that is just a cloning facility. Oh. oh, okay. And their essences are kept in crystals. Okay. So, you, so they have one inheritor. Yeah, these guys are prepared. I like these guys. Yeah. Now we're talking. They have one okay. inheritor who is like runs the cloning facility and has the crystals and he revives them. So Peter is like, all right, I need to put a team together to go destroy that cloning facility. So he spe- he sends the clones. He sends Ben Riley, Kane, and um, Ultimate Jessica Drew... The spider clone from that not, not the Sentai? No, he's he not a clone. A, he has a fucking robot. He's not a clone. He can be the robot, dude. He's but, not but a clone. But he's not a clone. And he doesn't have the robot, which means he has nothing. True. He's just, no, he can shoot a net out of his weird gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great, Japanese Spider-Man. Thank you. Beautiful Th- thank you for your contribution. Screws <laughs> 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 uh, By the way, they do have panels in which the inheritors are shown killing off, like, like little Spider-Man characters from across, like, the multiverse. For example, uh, there's one panel that's shot in the way of a uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 bat match, where Spider-Man is fighting, like, Hulk or something. Yeah, Hulk, and then just a fucking inheritor shows yeah, up. Yeah, Morlan shows up, like, pushes the Hulk aside and kills Spider-Man and just says, K.O. So that's, he's dead. That's great. So MV, so Marvel vs. Capcom, Spider-Man, dead. Maybe that's why he's not going to be an infinite. I don't know yet. Um, Probably. Is that, that, more if them. they have that kind of like continuity, that would be great. Uh, in the seventies, okay. So nowadays with comic books, actually maybe not nowadays. Okay, so here's the thing. Back in the seventies, when they need to run ads, they would have an ad that would involve the character. So like an ad for Nesqu- uh, Nesquik. Uh, Nesquik is like the bunny, like goes to the Hulk and asks for help, like stopping a, a, a truck that has a bunch of Nesquik in it is going to crash. So Hulk helps and they have some chocolate milk after, right? Just an ad. In like the... Like a few years ago, they started doing just pure ads where it's like, alright, I'm reading the story, suddenly a Snickers ad, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're going back to that format and it's kind of annoying because they have like double page spreads of like a Twix commercial only it's with Batman and Superman fighting Doomsday and Doomsday eats a Twix and it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> whatever. But back in the 70s, Spider-Man would have ads where he would stop a Twinkie truck, a Twinkie truck from crashing, and he'd celebrate by having a Twinkie with the driver. Mm. And so, the version of Spider-Man who really likes Twinkies is killed by Morlun, <laughs> and Morlun celebrates by eating a Twinkie. <laughs> um, you saying this is horrible, but I love it. This is great. All the little stuff is great. Um, in the seventies as well. Uh, God, was oh yeah, Stan Lee, who hadn't been writing comic books for a little while was writing, like, maybe, like, 12-panel Spider-Man mini-stories in, like, newspapers. Yeah. To keep print alive. Um, so it's black-and-white stories about Spider-Man. 
that black and white Spider-Man is killed by Mulan. <laughs> Do you remember uh, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends, where he had a TV show with yeah, Iceman and Firestar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All three of them are killed by Mulan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he just keeps... He's just jumping through multiverses. Is Spider-Man here? Yeah. Are you sure he's going, like a Rick and Morty He's going after all the low-tier ones. Um, by the way, with that whole Andrew Garfield, um, Tobey Maguire thing, there is a panel which, where two Spider-Men are talking, and they're like reloading the web shoes or whatever during a big battle, and one of them is like, oh yeah, I saw this guy who looked like Tobey Maguire, and it's like, oh, I saw this guy that looked like um, Andrew Garfield. And it's like, they're mentioned, but they're never seen. There's another panel where they're like, yeah, I met this Spider-Man who wouldn't stop trying to teach me the alphabet and stuff, and that Spider-Man is from an old show called The Electric Company. Uh-huh. Which, you know, our parents would know about. The Electric Company, that show. I've mm-hmm. heard about Yeah, there's mm-hmm. segments on that show, because they had to deal with Marvel, where Spider-Man would show up, like an actor in a Spider-Man class would show up, and, like, there'd be speech bubbles in which you teach the kids how to, like, spell and count and shit. So that Spider-Man is, like, also in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what is it? Like, <laughs> so the actual, like, structure here is that, again, they fight, they lose, they reform, whatever. Uh... Their home base, the Spider-Man home base, in which the more, the inheritors can't follow them, is uh, this one universe that where Captain Universe Spider-Man is from. The reason they can't go is because Captain Universe is godly powerful, so he can just kill the inheritors anytime he wants. But you're but thinking, why doesn't he? Yeah, but that's the thing. Why doesn't he just go and kill the inheritors? The reason being is because if he leaves his universe, he doesn't have the powers anymore. The universal powers are specific to his universe, so the inheritors can't go there, or they risk being killed. So. <laughs> eventually the inheritors do go there though mm-hmm. and their leader their father like their big boss guy kills Captain Universe Spider-Man oh. which is like oh god damn it he, they killed the it's guy it's the last thing we had power. yeah exactly um, there's another inheritor named Karn Karn has like this again Bioshopping and helmet electric spear he was exiled for some reason I think uh, I think he tried to save one of the spider people He's exiled, he's going around fighting Spider-People, not killing them, but fighting them to try to prove himself back to his family. The Spider-People do recruit him, because they're like, dude, your family's an a-, like, a bunch of assholes. And he's like, yeah, you're right, I'll join you guys. So they have an inheritor on the side, which is cool. Um, so they lose their home base. The yeah. Anyways. Yeah, they lose their base, so they're jumping around from world to world. And uh, Silk is eventually like, oh yeah, because Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew, has like a career as a, as a spy. She disguises herself as Loom World's version of Jessica Drew, her counterpart, and tries to get close to the inheritors, you know, find out how to take them out from within. Because she goes off on this mission, Silk is like, you know what, I should go out and I should do something useful. No. So she does, and she gets captured. So they have the bride. And that whole mission in which the clone characters are supposed to destroy the cloning facility, um, Ben Riley dies again. And Kane gets kidnapped. So, so the, the, the other. The other, yeah. Yeah, so all that's left is the Scion, the baby, and uh, they do get him. Just through one of the fights, um, Mayday Parker is like carrying the baby, they get the baby. So they have all three, so we don't know what's going to happen next. So the, the spider people are like, oh man, we got a, hel- a Hail Mary play, basically. Before Silk got captured, when she was going to other universes trying to, like, you know, do something, I guess, she found a universe that was destroyed and completely irradiated. There's giant, like, radiation spiders crawling around. And, like, it's just, it's a world that's, like, post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, dying from the radiation, but she finds this bunker, and she goes in there, and <laughs> she signals the other Spider-Men to come to the bunker because it's safe there. And because there's radiation, the inheritors won't go there. So all the Spider-Men meet at this bunker, and the only person in this bunker is the only person on this entire planet, Uncle Ben. <laughs> You're fucking with me. Uncle Ben is the only person on this planet because Uncle Ben was bitten by the spider. Uncle Ben is the Spider-Man of this universe. All right. Uncle Spider. Or Spider-Uncle. Spider-Ben. Uh, Sprunkle. Spider-Ben. Hmm. Sprunkle Ben. Uh, so. <laughs> Uncle Spider. No. So. He's the only person. And apparently. He fucked up really bad. Yeah. Because. He got spider powers. And tried to be a hero. And. His version of the Green Goblin. Killed Peter. And killed Aunt May. And then. After that, he quit being Spider-Man, and because he wasn't Spider-Man, the world had less heroes and post-apocalyptic, like, nuclear bomb shit, right? So he failed everyone. 
He's just living in this bunker alone, and he's just sad. Oh, I let everyone no, down. I'm not going to... And, and he's like, you guys can stay here if you want, but I'm not going to help you fight the Inheritors. And, he's like, and they're like, oh, come on. And Peter's like, this is my chance. I never got to talk to Uncle Ben again. So he goes up to him, and he's like... Give him the same fucking power shit. He's like, listen, <laughs> listen, in my world you died, but you told me something very important. You told me that with great power comes great responsibility. You have power... You have a responsibility to use it and help us save the multiverse. And he's like, that's bullshit, kid. It's like, for Uncle Ben, he just said it, but for Peter, he lived it. Yeah. He experienced it. Yeah. Um, but then, fucking Superior Spider-Man shows Peter out of the way. He's like, get the fuck up, old man! I had to crawl my way to the top and kill and cut off ties here and there. <coughs> I earned what I have, and you're just gonna sit here and cry? Eat me. Get up and fight. <laughs> and Uncle Ben is like, yeah. Get behind. Yeah. Uncle Ben is like, yeah, I will. Why I'm is a- okay? Why is Superior Spider-Man <laughs> like the, the one best. that everybody's like? You know what? This guy. Because <laughs> he's su- he's superior. Because <laughs> he isn't afraid to break some balls along the way. <laughs> but Uncle Ben is like, yeah, and Peter's like, oh god damn it, why? Fucking why him? Whatever. I'm gonna get my body back anyway. And by the way, they do have like another tuffle where uh, Superior Spider-Man and Spider-Man are arguing, and. Spider-Man is just like, Otto, just shut up for a minute. And he's like, Otto, how do you know my real name? Oh, shit, you know... Oh, you're from the future. I fail! God damn it, I fail. <sighs> Crap. I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> so... Punch him straight in the face. So because the Inheritors get all three of the people they need, the Spider-Verse people go to Loom World, and they're like, we gotta make one last play and get the people back and beat the Inheritors, and... I don't know, but we have Uncle Ben on our side. That'll Get help. Get the crown, save the town, and Mr. Krabs. <laughs> yeah, that. So they go to Loom World. They have a big battle with... Uh, and by the way, um, Spider-Man 2099 shows up with Leo Pardon. It's like, the giant robot's back. Ah! And like, Ultimate Spider-Man, Cartoon Ultimate Spider-Man, and 60s Spider-Man show up. And they're like, Woo, web warriors! <laughs> Where have you guys been? <laughs> and like, uh... The clone Black Widow Spider-Woman from the Ultimate Universe, she shows up like, I'm the only clone left! Woo! Warriors, come out and play! <laughs> and, like, they have a big battle, and during the battle, one of the Inheritors, like... Oh, that's right, because when Ultimate Black Widow came back, she had all the crystals that contained all their essences and started crushing them, so now they really can die. So the Inheritors are, like, all freaked out, like, What? We can die? Oh, no! Um... No, what in the god's name of puffy shirts? What in the good spider god's name? Um, but, like, one of the inheritors, like, goes to the great weaver, and he's like, uh, oh, what is it? He's like, I have the baby here, I have the baby, we can figure this out. Like, the other two got away, but I have the baby. And he pulls the sheet off, because, like, basically they did the whole switcheroo, where the mm. spider people got the baby back, put him in a blanket, and then the inheritor got the baby back, but when he turns the blanket, it's actually Spider-Ham, who's, like, naked. Because he's about the size of, like, a toddler anyway. So he's like, you've been tricked by the friendly <laughs> Spider-Ham. The way he talks? Yeah, he talks. What? He's, a, he's like a... He's a, a little pigman. He's like a Looney Tunes animal. He talks, he walks. He uh, I didn't. I didn't know that. He wasn't I'm... actually, like, a pig in a costume. He's no, like, like a I legit pig. thought he was, like, a pig with spider powers. No, no, so he, he talks and talk. stuff. No, it's it's not Spider Pig, David. It's Spider Ham. Yeah. Oh, if only if only Spider Pig was here. Damn it, Simpsons. You wouldn't be able to tell. Um, but like, so, I think. Oh yeah, during the big fight, Superior Spider Man goes to the Master Weaver, and he's like, "So you know everything that goes on in the universe, huh?" He's like, "Yeah, and the whole multiverse. It's pretty depressing." And Superior Spider Man just starts cutting the webs. He's like, "Now I'll be in charge of my own destiny." <laughs> 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 He's so ridiculous, it's great. I think one of the other Spider-Man stops and like, God damn it, knock it off. He, it, it, stop it! Stop no, I need to know. I need to destroy <laughs> destiny itself. <laughs> I'm superior. I will be... I can kind of see, like, after the whole events thing, he, like, superior Spider-Man just connects all the webs to him. <laughs> no, but, like, uh, let's see, Kane escapes being imprisoned, and the Spider-Man beat the Inheritors, like, they overpower them, and then they strand them in that irradiated universe... Mm-hmm. And they're like, because we, we don't want to kill them, because we're all spider people, and we all agree that killing is wrong. And some of them are like, no, we, I actually kill them. And we're just like, you shut up. Most of us don't kill. Spider-Man Noir is majority, like, fucking kidding me? Majority vote. So, they send the inheritors that are still alive, um, but they only, like, they're all alive, but now they actually can die. 
they send them to that irradiated universe. And they're like, listen, four miles that way, there's a bunker. It's got food in it. You can survive there. And there's giant spiders going around. So if you like the taste of spider, you can eat those guys. Uh, but the world's irradiated, so you won't survive out long in the in the field. So you might as well just stay in the bunker. So they're, so they're basically trapped here now. And they're like, all right, fine. We'll just go to the bunker, whatever. Um, and so all the Spider-Men are all like saying their goodbyes and stuff. And Miles Morales, is, it's funny with him because he's like, oh, we didn't really get to hang out or anything. Like, we had this big adventure and fought people, but we didn't get to hang out, Pete. And he's like, eh, don't worry, we'll hang out some other time. And in fact, when Miles was brought into the main universe, they do hang out, so yay. Um, Spider-Gwen, oh yeah, that's right, because Spider-Gwen UK is like, well, the inheritors still cause some problems. And it turns out, because we want to keep this story going for a while, there's actually some other inheritors who are part of this too. So I'm going to form my own team of Spider-Man from other universes, like Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man Noir, and Spider-Ham, and uh, we're going to protect the multiverse. We're going to do what this team called the Exiles did in the 90s, only we're all going to be the same character. Boring. <laughs> Web Warriors, boring. So boring, in fact, that Gwen, uh, Spider-Gwen was put on that team. She left in, like, issue three, and, like, yep, still boring. Um, but Spider-Gwen got, got, Spider got her own book. Spider-Man 29 kept going for a while. Um, Superior Spider-Man was thrown back through time to, like, his present. And through being thrown through time, he forgets about the whole experience. <laughs> Conveniently. He forgets about the whole experience, so that time can go on the way it was. Alright. Um, I guess the only, like, thing that came after this that, like, was, had, like, lasting effect is, like, all the multiverse characters that kind of do get involved, but also the fact that we never have to deal with fucking Morlun and the Spider-God and all that bullshit. We can go back to just Spider-Man. But for the Spider-God. But, uh, yeah, so that is Spider-Verse. Again, really intense. I'm sure I did even crack the surface on how many Spider-Man in this book. Uh, there's a monkey Spider-Man, by the way. Spider-Monkey. Um, but yeah, that's Spider-Verse. David, go on, give your opinion. That that was a ride. It's amazing that this episode's shorter. <laughs> right? <laughs> but continue. Uh, well, there is a lot of stuff I didn't know about Spider-Man. Oh, mm. Shit. I thought he was just a dude with spider powers, but nope, Daryl's a god involved. Yeah, because one writer had the idea and no one had the power to stop him. <laughs> well, what, did you have, okay, did you have a favorite spider person that came out of this? Well, obviously Spider-Gwen. Uh-huh, who else? And... <laughs> Another one that's not stupid. <laughs> no, I gotta admit, uh, Kane was pretty cool. Kane's cool. I like Kane, he's pretty badass. Uh, what did you think, Corinthia? Um, I guess I didn't really know much about the Spider-Man mythos yeah uh like i because i i knew i knew the basic you know everybody knows this plus probably a little bit more yeah but uh yeah no that was that was a trip <laughs> what was your favorite spider person spider ham <laughs> yes your friendly farm ham spider ham yes yeah uh what did you think seth that was a fever dream <laughs> right well, how did they jump from multiverse to multiverse? Do they ever explain that? They, or have, just like, they, have, here? they have wrist devices that allow it. Like, one Spider-Man's oh. really techie. Like, okay. more techie than you'd think. Okay. They synchronize Actually, their tech watches. Actually, because one Spider-Man is also Captain Britain, he already had the power to jump universe, so he just applied that technology. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and definitely Spider-Man Noir, dude. Mm. He looks badass. Mm. I want a full, like, 300-book series... There's a mini-series, so it's easy to read. Okay, well, I'll <laughs> probably figure that out at some point. But, yeah, so the whole event is just, like, again, half of it is... We're gonna fight vampires! What? Half of it is, like, look at all these multiple spider people that you didn't know about from all this stuff. And, again, the reaches that they pull are great. Like, from oh, yeah. Electric Company and, like, a Japanese show no one remembers, and Twinkie ads, like, it's crazy how far they go. Well, Spider-Man's been around for how long? Well, that's like... the thing. It's not just multiverse. It's also cross-media. Yeah. It's also, like, movies and TVs and stuff. Um, they gotta involve everything, so. Yeah. The, and, and, you know, for as great as all these Spider-Man are, it makes sense that they have sucky villains like the Inheritors. Because you can't... That's always the balance with anything superhero-related is, like, either the superhero has to be really cool or the villain has to be really cool. It's yeah. really hard to balance that. Like, out. in concept, the Inheritors are kind of badass, in a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, they'd be more badass if, like, they weren't so pompous. 
Yeah, if that's, they weren't that's, all sitting around swirling their their wine and like, that, musing, that's <laughs> vampires for you, I guess. Yeah, the vampires are all the high class. Yeah, shit, if they were all like badass, so. like fucking dark lords or whatever, fucking lich kings, all of them. It would have been kind of interesting, but it was it was cool. You know, I mean, again, I say Spire versus kind of a big fucking nutshell. It's uh, bananas. No, it was. It was overwhelming. Are you kidding it me? It was overwhelming. Like that's that's basically what Spider Verse is because it sh- it throws so much at you. It's like oh, you're a fan of Spider Man, get Spider Verse. You pick yeah, up Spider Verse, you burn Spider Verse. That's like there, there's like a three level process there where it's like if you don't know anything about Spider Man or you know him passing, this is gonna blow your mind. It's gonna be way too much at once. If you're a diehard Spider Man fan, you've been there throughout the years. You're gonna love this event. It was specifically made for you. Have fun. If you're in the middle, enjoy yourself. Yeah, have just, fun. Just, just kind of tell your friends, don't tell your friends. Yeah. I feel if I was the one who, like, went all through this, I'd have to be there with my phone in one hand, hmm. just being like, all right, who is this? Is this shit legit? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they make this up? Or Where is this hand? What from? the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. Spider-Man has to, Spider-Man has to be made up. No? 1975. Oh, my God. Like, it'd be kind of cool if, like, in the comics they have, like, little, like, tabs of, like, this like is where they came from. Yeah. Like, half half of it's just, uh, what's what and who's who. <laughs> yeah. And it'd be kind of cool if they had, like, a timeline thrown in there. Yeah, maybe. Like a cool thing. You know, in the background of, like, in this year, Spider-Man got a cartoon or something. In and this again, year, Spider-Man was in a Twinkie ad. Too yeah. bad he's dead now. It is really sad that they can't include any of the Sony-owned Spider-Man. Because it would have yeah, been cool to I have... I want Tommy Maguire again. You kidding well, me? Well, Yeah. Like, I know we all make fun of him because of the Toby faces, but those movies were important. <laughs> that's that's all he's there we for. We don't have Iron Man. We, we wouldn't have Iron Man the movie if it wasn't for those Spider-Man movies. We wouldn't have I mean, anything. I mean, true. Your, fa- your favorite Spider-Man? Your favorite Marvel movie in general? What? My favorite Marvel movie? Yeah, that would be like... Thor. Okay, you wouldn't have it if it weren't for Spider-Man. I mean... It's true, shut up. So, like, <laughs> I know comics! It's, uh, I'm uh, superior, Raffi. Can you be the superior Raffi, please? No. Um, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't do that to myself. Okay. I'm, I'm setting high expectations. <laughs> so, the slightly non-superior Spider-Man? Shut up. So, like, it, it's sad that we couldn't get Tony McGuire, Spider-Man, or Andrew Garfield, because I know, like, the movies vary, and people have different p- opinions, but the fact is, just the idea of getting a version of Spider-Man who's just the actor you've seen in the movies mm-hmm. would be really cool. But, yeah, so, that Spider-Verse, big Spider-Man event, probably the biggest Spider-Man thing that ever happened, and probably the reason nothing big will ever happen again. So, thank you all for listening so much. Go to panwood.blogs.com, panwood.podbean.com, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Peace. Bye.